Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things act two. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. Sorry, George. I don't understand. Things were going so great. What, what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? I invented it's not you, it's me. Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anybody, it's me. George. Oh, George, he was no dummy. He knew. We all know when we're getting dumped. That line is bogus. We are why they are dumping us, so we think. And they just use that line to be nice and not feel like such a jerk. Well, we're going to have a great conversation today about this breakup line. It's not you, it's me. And I've been having such fun episodes this month. I've been going solo all of July talking about what I've been learning from my divorce. I thank you so much for being part of this conversation today. Earlier this month, I talked about freedom, being a recovering good girl, and sex after divorce. So be sure to listen to all of my solo episodes on the podcast. Okay, so the ultimate breakup line, it's not you, it's me. We've all been there. We've all probably said it once, definitely heard it once. And I don't know about you, but when I would get broken up with back in the day, oh my gosh, the drama, the drama, right? So I'd have to, of course, have my Ben and Jerry's ice cream after a breakup, probably Chunky Monkey, have my hair in a banana clip or a scrunchie of some color. And I'd have to call my girlfriends and cry and talk about bad boys and their behavior and I'd probably make a mixtape about it and listen to it over and over and over again. (laughs) All right, Gen Xers, you know you probably did something like that, right? Yeah. There was never any reflection during all of that about how, why maybe my behavior enabled uh, any of my suffering, but I'll get to that later in the podcast episode here. So just roll with me. Now we all know if you've been divorced, it feels like the ultimate breakup, right? And I don't know about you, but when I was going through my divorce, I was not bothering with any niceties. There was no, it's not you, it's me. It was just me cutting to the chase and saying to my ex, yeah, it's you. It's all about you. You're the reason. You're to blame. You're bad. You're awful. You're terrible. It's you. It's you, 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 you. My ex was enemy numero uno. And during my my separation, I was on an anger rampage. I mean, I would talk about my anger with anybody and everybody, and I talked about it a lot. I don't think there has been a time in my life when I have been as angry as I was when I was going through a divorce. I mean, I was so angry. I was calling my parents, swearing like a sailor, and I never did that. I was a daughter of a minister. Whoa, I was in a different stratosphere of anger. I was consumed by my rage, fired up by anger. So much anger. Okay, this kind of feels like it's Sunday because I'm going to give the ultimate confession, but it's really Thursday. But here's my confession. I hated my ex during my divorce. And I'm not a hater, but haters are going to hate. And that was me. Now, in hindsight, I see how my anger was really about grief. You know, the five stages of grief. But even more than grief, I know now that all of that pain and ugliness that I was feeling during my separation and during my divorce was about 
me and how I felt about myself throughout my marriage. But that's not as fun, is it? It's not as fun. It's not as fun holding yourself accountable and looking at all the cracks. It's much easier just to have an enemy. And I know, I know in my life, I have definitely, not just with my ex-husband, but I definitely have had some enemies because I did not want to look at myself. Mostly those enemies have been men. Perhaps you've done the same. So easy to do, isn't it? So easy to create an enemy and other, we do this with other countries. We do this with other religions. We do this with other political groups. So easy to have a long list of enemies and we can focus all of our hate and frustration and grievances onto them and we can just sit back and be the victim. So much easier. Here's a story I have that I think about often. Story about enemies. Okay, we're going to go way back here. We're going to go back to 1999. It's like the Prince song. So 1999, I was 25, I think, and I was working at a college out east and I'd been given this opportunity. I was going to chaperone some students with a professor and his wife and we were going to go to communist China and we were going to do some service learning projects. And I remember feeling really excited because I would get to travel to another continent that I'd never been to before. But I also remember being terrified because we were going to go to communist China and you know all the things that we've been told in our youth about Chinese culture. They were the enemy. Plus at that time I was really religious and Chinese culture wasn't Christian. So not only were they communist, but they weren't Christian. So that was two big strikes against China. I finally get to China with all of these students, with all of my fears and concerns, what was going to happen. And within about, I'd say a couple of days, all of those fears that I'd been conditioned to have about communist China and the people that lived in that country completely dissipated because the people were so lovely. I mean, they were just so kind and so generous, gentle, sweet. I was so humbled. I am still, when I talk about that trip, I still feel so much humility because of my naivete around people from another country because of how I'd been conditioned to think about them. I'm so grateful that I got to go on that trip because I had so many rich experiences and it also changed my mindset around how I perceive other cultures that are different than my own. Enemies, so easy to have an enemy. My divorce reminded me that having an enemy, like hating someone else, it's just so exhausting and it's so limiting. When you're busy hating someone else, you're not growing as an individual. When you're busy hating someone else, you don't have internal peace. When you're busy hating someone else, it isn't helping your physical health. When you're busy hating someone else, you do not have time to love yourself. After my divorce, and I was still trying to figure things out, I spent a lot of time on the internet and I was either focused on one of two things. I was either focused on narcissism or, interestingly enough, I was focused on on the laws of attraction. I binged on Abraham Hicks. And when I would research and study and read every article about narcissistic behavior, I would just feel so angry and hateful and sad and oh, just heavy. And when I would focus on Abraham Hicks and law of attraction and mindset and how my, how I thought would really affect what came into my life that just felt so empowering. And that was my first step to getting through all this anger and ugliness that I had been having throughout my separation, my divorce. Realizing like, wow, I have the ability to change how I feel. I have the ability to have a different mindset. This is amazing. I like feeling this way. Feeling this way feels good. Feeling this way feels happy. Focusing on loving myself, focusing on what I want, what's next for me felt so much more empowering, so much more liberating, so much more freeing than focusing on hating somebody else and making somebody else my enemy. I recently read a quote and it just resonated so much. And the quote was this, to go through a divorce, to get a divorce, you have to be brave. It takes courage to change your 
life. 100%, right? It takes so much energy and courage to take that step to change your life. And for me, getting divorced was probably one of the bravest, if not the bravest thing I have done. And I've done some brave things in my life. I've quit a few jobs. I quit a job in DC. I moved back home. That was brave and scary. I've started a business. I've done a few brave things in my life, but I will say getting a divorce was probably, it's probably been the bravest because in order for me to get a divorce, I had to pick myself over everything else. I had to pick myself over this family that I had presented to the world. I had to pick myself over possibly my career. I didn't know if I'd be able to stay as a photographer if I got divorced. And I love being a photographer. That was a huge fear of mine that I wouldn't be able to do it anymore, but I'm still doing it. I'm so happy I'm still doing it. And I had to, honestly, I had to pick myself over my kids because I knew that me choosing to get divorced would change their life and impact them deeply. And it has, there's no getting around that. But I knew that I had to do that for myself and that my happiness mattered and that I needed to to make my life happy in order to be a better mom. So I had to be brave enough to do all those things. Okay. And I think the bravest part in all of that, going through a divorce and changing my life and impacting my family and moving into a new home and adjusting to a different budget and all of that. I think the bravest part in all of that is when I could start telling the truth to myself. And the truth was that I had all this anger at my ex because really deep down, I was angry and disappointed with myself. I was angry angry on how I let myself down. I was angry for being fake, for being disingenuous, for playing a part. I was angry at myself for excusing behavior that was unexcusable. I was angry at myself for enabling behavior that was hurtful to me that I shouldn't have put up with. I was angry at myself for not being an advocate for myself the way that I absolutely would have been for somebody else. I was angry at giving someone else so much power over my happiness. And once I could accept those truths and talk about them, with myself and just own it. Felt so freeing, felt so liberating, felt so loving, felt so calming, felt so peaceful, felt so healing. This inward journey that my divorce has taken me on has brought me to such a new mindset around love. You know, my whole life, and this isn't my story, it's it's a universal story. This is how we're conditioned. But my whole life as a girl, I was conditioned to believe that love, you know, happiness, love was always outside of me. It was outside of me. It was through something else. It was through something I achieved. It was through something that I had to work so hard for. It was through someone loving me. It was through a guy. It was through something outside of me. It wasn't just through me loving myself. That was never enough. Like it had to be something else outside of me that had to bring in love. And now I know because of my divorce that it all starts and ends with me. And I never knew that before. I know this episode is so different than last week when I talked about great sex. It's such a good episode. You definitely want to listen to it. But this is, this is important because I think that the power that you experience when you really understand that love, it all starts within. And I never really got that until I went through a divorce, until I started really understanding how constantly seeking out love through all these other experiences was just not going to bring me the happiness that I'd been so desperately wanting my whole life. It all had to start from within. Sounds so simple, but we're not taught that. And because because we're not taught that, we don't know really how to do it. And so for the last three years, this is what I've really been practicing, how to love myself, how to love myself so much. And because I can do that now, I don't need a list of enemies. I don't need my ex to be my enemy. I don't need men to be my enemy. In fact, men, I love men. I have so many male friends. I have a wonderful father. I have a brother that I love. Men are not my enemy. I don't need them to be my enemy like I did when I was younger. It's so nice to not have enemies. It's so much better, so much happier. So 
Thank you. Thank you, divorce, for teaching me. It's not about you. It's about me and how I feel about myself and think about myself and how I love myself. So if you're listening today and you are going through a divorce, I want you to really think about, do you need an enemy number one? Do you need a list of enemies? Do you need your ex to be your enemy? Or can you just tell yourself the truth and love yourself so much through the process? Courage reaps rewards, don't you think? I do. I think courage reaps rewards. I know when I've been brave in my life, when I have taken chances, when I have put myself out there, it has benefited me in rich ways. My divorce has benefited me in so many rich ways, a fresh start, adventures, meeting people I never would have met had I not gotten through a divorce, having just profound aha moments of, oh, wow, I don't have to do that anymore. I can do this a different way. I don't have to seek out love like I've always done. I can experience love in a different way. And I know, I know your courage, wherever you're at in your divorce journey, your courage is reaping you those same rewards too. And I want you to enjoy them. You've earned them. Thank you for being with me in this moment. I knew this episode would be, it'd be really raw for me. I've been enjoying so much happiness in my life since my divorce and being genuine and authentic brings me so much happiness. So to have this moment with you makes me happy. And on that happy note, I want to thank you for joining me today. And I have been loving these solo episodes. They are really stretching me. I'm having so much fun with them. And now Next Thursday will be the final solo episode. It's the last Thursday in July, and I am saving the best for last. It's going to be a breezy, fun episode. I've been waiting to share it with you for weeks and weeks now. I've been thinking about this final episode. So come back next Thursday, and let's have so much fun with my last solo episode of the month. And then in August, I will be having guests back on the podcast, and my lineup in August is going to be so fantastic. These guests are bringing it. We're having some rousing conversations and I know that you are going to enjoy what we have to say about life after divorce with a playful perspective with some spicy, delicious fun, of course, which is how I love to talk about divorce. And I'm also going to, you know, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Things are popping up over here. I've been inspired. I've been doing this podcast for six months now, celebrating six months, which feels so good. Of course, I would also love for you to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow Sadie's Divorce and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. If you have found value in this episode, or if you've been enjoying my podcast for a while now, maybe even since its inception back in January, I would love it for you to consider buying me a cup of coffee. It's easy. Just visit www.buymeacoffee backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two, and I thank you for your support. I played a clip from the fantastic series Seinfeld, which we all hold near and dear to our hearts, and that was from YouTube. So if you're want to look for that clip, the It's Not You, It's Me clip from Seinfeld, just go to YouTube. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I thank you for being with me on this episode today, and I cannot wait to connect with you next week. Until then, you take good care.